0: There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So if you want to.
1: Gonna finish it.
0: I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there. And I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. right, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it. Oh, what a.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts Cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Here's Jamal Lawrence, and I'm Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts Cast. Please remember to like, subscribe, and comment below with your thoughts. Colts Nation is the best way to support us as it gets our video out to other passionate Colts fans just like yourself. And ladies and gentlemen, it is completely free. The Indianapolis Colts are 2-2, two and two, but still atop of the AFC South. We have a huge divisional matchup with the Tennessee Titans at home, and it begs the question, what do the Colts have to do to stay competitive in the AFC South, or just in general. That's what we're here to talk about today. So, Jamal, start us off. What is the first thing the
0: Colts must do to stay competitive? Oh man, it's one that's that we've been talking about since the offseason. Colts gotta win the next two games, guys. These Got are the divisional, the divisional games. We've we've mentioned how the Colts have the bulk of uh their divisional games at the forefront of the season. When we look at it, the Titans, you know, they have six divisional games left. Jags have four divisional games left. Texans have four divisional games left. The Colts have four left, too. But after these next two weeks, we only have two left versus the teams that are going to have the rest of the season to figure it out. So time will tell. Time will tell for the Colts. So we don't have a choice but to come out here and win on Sunday and then win again the following Sunday. And we have to just contain this on, guys. I mean, it it's literally starts on Sunday. It's a critical time. Eric, you have said this thousands and thousands of times again. Easiest way to get to the playoffs is what? Through the division. Do so the we division. gotta get those wins. This is a crucial time. No better time than the present to come out and win these next two weeks.
1: Yeah, this is this is make it or break it. I think we're we're at that point, especially because we had that disappointing loss to the Rams. Look, the AFC South is already highly contested. Everyone in it is two and two. That's how hot it is. Look, the Texans, they showing up. I mean, the Titans, they're they're still the Titans, but they're somehow getting wins. The Jaguars, they, they've been up and down, but, you know, they're two and two. Everyone is two and two. So how do you get a leg up on your rivals in the division during the regular season? Just like you said, Jamal, you beat them. You beat them in the regular season. Everyone is one and one in divisional matchups, except the Titans, because like you said, Jamal, they have not played a divisional matchup so that they got a lot of divisional games coming up. But Mm -hmm. the fact that we have two in a row coming up marks a significant period that will either at the end of these two games write us off as a rebuilding team that still needs a few pieces to become competitive or will be a surprise to all of the football world. They will be chanting our names if we can end up four and two right now. Right now, it starts in week five. These are the crossroads. Which path do the Colts take? We're going to find out, man. I- I'm hoping it's the winning path because I do not want to be mediocre. Like, I do not want to go this season eight and nine. I mean, I really don't want to be a really bad team and go four and 12 again,
0: <laughs> four, 12 and one. But yo, Marvin Harrison Jr., that's all I'm going to say. Talk to him. That would be a nice uh, feature to have. But we still got the ten wins in us. We can make it happen. Yeah. yeah,
1: if we're two, if we're two and four, like you might see a Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, podcast coming. You will, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, you know, I, I'm gonna keep it
0: there. Uh, what's the next thing Colts have to do to stay? Oh. You know, this is one where, and this is it's a scary one, but our defense has to step it up for all four quarters, Eric. Uh, defense has to. I mean, we need to see this explosiveness. I feel like with our defense, we have a lot of individual players right now. We have the, the Ziggies who are out there grinding out tackles and making big plays. Uh, you know, we have we have the, the Samson Kams out there make, looking good. But we need cohesively as the whole entire defense, not just the defensive line, not just one or two backers, not just one or two corners, especially plaguing injuries with the loss of Dallas Flowers with his Achilles. I mean, that's that's just another step back for us right now. We were already rattled. Going on. What, what is yeah. going on? I don't know, man. It's scary. It's scary. I don't know. <laughs> it, we're always an injury-prone team. I know pe- most people probably say that about their teams, to be honest. Everyone's going to say well, our team's injury-prone. But I really feel like the Colts have some kind of plague where it, at the start of the season, you know, it's all fine. And all of a sudden, it's just like snowballs snowball straight downhill injury on top of injury on top of injury. And we can't have that. We got to be able to be out there for all four quarters of play because we can't afford to, to be in a position down at 20 at 20 to zero at halftime. You know, the, the comeback was great. We, we did a great job with that, but defensive side of the ball, we can't afford to allow these big points to get on the board and teams to take off like that. Um, and, and it starts with injuries with players being available and on the field and, um, and, and just cohesively being out there to, to play together, not just individual play, but team play has to be better. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about this this practice report for today. You know, DeForest
1: Buckner still limited. Shaquille Leonard did not pra- participate. Uh, Tyquan Lewis, another limited participant. You know, Jonathan Taylor, of course, is a full participant. Uh, Ryan Kelly's back. That's also really good um uh, we've been missing him at the center play he's been having a pretty good year so far uh quitty pay uh missing him bernard ryman uh it's it sucks because this is these are a lot of our top dogs that that are missing these concussions are plaguing this team but anyway jamal the defense has to step up for four quarters. They, they, especially this Rams game. I know I was out of commission for the pods, but they tightened up in the second half. In the oh Rams yeah, game. They, they, boy, they. I don't know what happened in that locker room at halftime, but boy, they struggled in the first half. Yes. I mean, four straight scoring drives for L.A. Five, if you count the missed field goal. Come on, man. The the rushing defense, the passing defense, they got wrecked. Kyron Williams rushed for over 100 yards. Ronnie Rivers and Stafford, they even had some good runs on us. Having DeForest Buckner only play a fourth of the total defensive snaps did not help. You know, he was only coming in for certain downs. I mean, that kind of led to Matthew Stafford also doing his thing in the pocket. You know, when the run game opens up and does well, you know, the passing game for that offense also opens up. I just just feel like we couldn't rattle him in the pocket. You know, our Mm -hmm. pass rush was ineffective. Matthew Stafford's a a veteran pocket passer. he's won a Super Bowl, I mean, for crying out loud. So, you know, we came into this game averaging four sacks per game. We only got two off that week. I don't think we were generating the pressure like we normally do up front with our four pass rushers, you know. We had some injuries. It wasn't all the way healthy. We we just need this defense to play to its potential in all four quarters, and really that starts with health. Yeah. But boy, we we need our depth players to step up. I know Dayo Dangbo was out there eating, mm-hmm. but that's I mean, outside of that, it it was kind of tough, you know, for a lot of our depth players on both sides of the field. But since we're talking about defense. Uh, we're losing, we're losing members. It 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 sucks. So I I hope our defense can still tighten up and and adjust for those four quarters. You know, moving on into the future. But boy, that that first half was rough, rough looking, man.
0: Absolutely, it was, man. It really was. Uh, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the to the third one, man. Maybe we switched on to the other side of the ball. Why not? Let's do All it. Right. Well, what, this is going to be about Anthony Richardson. He's got to continue to. Make some progress, Eric. Talk talk to us. I mean, he's got to. One one thing that has been key to Richardson's
1: success is the offensive line. Um, I think this offensive line, while it's been top heavy, it's been a top five group, arguably in the league so far. So far in these four weeks, from what we've seen. Braden Smith, I I all pro caliber right tackle one of the most underrated right tackles in the league i don't know why people were were trying to get on him the other week i guess because he had a few penalties or something but boy outside of that Braden smith has been stellar on both fronts pass pro and run blocking there he's top five no, no matter what anybody says as a right tackle quinn nelson looks like he's back to wrecking folks bernard raymond has really ascended to elite status in his sophomore year like i didn't think he'd take this big of a leap we knew he played so much better down the stretch last year but he's been playing phenomenal i, I don't even think he's had a penalty yet um th- this is how good this guy's been really missed him last week ryan kelly he's he's like i said earlier he's been out there when he's been out there he's been eating everything seems revitalized with this line and it's done wonders for anthony richardson uh, cause Richardson has been that guy and oh, yeah. his arm was on full display last game and his ability to limit sacks is showing. I believe he only has, he's only lost 12 yards in six sacks. That's crazy. You've been sacked six times and we've only lost, we've gone negative 12 yards. <sighs> I feel yeah. like most quarterbacks average like six or seven yards of loss. That's a crazy stat. And people need to realize that's one of Anthony Richardson's biggest abilities, um, Most people are going to dig into his 11 for 25 completions to attempts. You know, that is a 44% completion rate, but boy, did he have 200 yards out of those 11 completions. Um, Talk about big time plays coming out of that. Sure. He had some erratic passes, but who wouldn't be behind Blake Freeland and Wesley French. They did not play well. Um, Now, Blake Freeland, he did get that assignment against Aaron Donald a lot of times lined up against him and, it is hard for any lineman to to defend against or to, yeah to protect against Aaron Donald. That was a tall task for the rookie. I can't fault him for that, but I can say, I mean, he, Richardson was under you know some some pressure that he hasn't seen before. Um, had our offensive line been healthy, I think Richardson would have had more trust and focus. Could have maybe sat there in the pocket, made those passes when he needed to. But you know we have to adapt to situations. He has to improvise. Like I said, we are far ahead of schedule on Richardson's timeline. So the sky is still the limit. Uh, he's flashed some upside. It's caught some eyes of non Colts fans finally now. It's not just mm-hmm. us talking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. we got the media finally talking about it. I even seen some people said they were wrong on Anthony Richardson. It's all coming to fruition, guys. I mean, Stafford even said, and I quote, holy shit. <laughs> I want I, I want to see the completion rate go higher so the haters can try to find another argument. You know, yeah. we got our guy. It was magnificent what he did in the second half to lead the comeback to OT. Not to mention we're getting Jonathan Taylor back. Who's going to open that passing game even more because they're going to be a little more afraid than Zach Moss. You know, shout out to Zach Moss. He's been great. Amazing. No doubt. But JT, he has things to prove chip on his shoulder Ability to hit home run type of plays. So Jamal, all of this is to say we got to get Richardson. We got to continue the I know we're ahead of schedule, but I want to be further ahead. I I mean I want him to hit elite status, you know, by the end of the year. I know that's that's a lot for me to ask, but we've seen a lot of good things of Anthony Richardson. We've seen the bad, we know we're gonna have growing pains. But he's got to continue to progress in this offense.
0: All right, guys, it's gonna be the Colts cast and wrap it up there. <laughs> hey, I I don't have anything else to add to that, man. I mean, you you spelled that out better than than I than I could have imagined of doing it myself, man. Like you said, the the tools were there. Richardson is at a point now where he can take off. Well and he will continue to take off, I should say, uh, like he's been doing. And it's only gonna get better. I mean, again, shout out to Zach Moss, but JT's back. We know the JT stats behind running behind Braden Smith. Was it almost over six yards of carry or over six yards of carry on that right side? He's gonna he's gonna stack the box, he's gonna give J uh Richardson plenty more opportunities to finally maybe try to get this ball deep downfield. Like we've been waiting to see. The RPO game is gonna be ridiculous. It's only looking up for him from here, uh, once the full O line's back in there, too. So, I mean, again. I really can't add anything extra onto what you said because you spelled that out like perfectly. Got to come back with a vengeance, baby. I've been gone from from the
1: pod game too long. I'll let y'all know what's been brewing in my head. Look, that's what (laughs) I think. Yep, that's what Jamal thinks. Those are three things we think the Colts have to do to stay competitive in this league. Let us know if you agree with us. Let us know if there's something else they need to do. Um that's really gonna be it for us, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Colts Cast today. We are here uh, we are always live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care.